Good evening, welcome to the Scottish Rugby Podcast. Uh, it is uh, it is Thursday night. We are here. We are on the back of some incredible revelations uh, at number ten, and we will come on to that in due course. I am sure. Um, tonight, joining me, I've got the I've got the gang, the How of Five gang themselves. I've got Craig Manson. Craig, how are you? I am doing just hunky dory, considering there's two vacancies at ten. <laughs> Do you think, I mean, interchangeable vacancies potentially? <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe, you know. maybe come on to that in due course. Let's let's see where we go. You never know. Yeah, uh, uh, and I am of course joined by none other than Johnny McGinty. How are you, Johnny? Good evening. Furious, mate, having to delay watching the new episode of The Old Man for twenty four hours to try and make sense of some of this absolute nonsense. <laughs> I mean. Uh, that sounded like a, sli- a, 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 a slight on Gregor Townsend calling him the old man. 
Um, again, I'm sure we will come on to some Gregor Townsend slights in due course. Uh, if, you, if you're joining us, great to see you. lots of you joining us live tonight. Uh, you are welcome along. We are going to have a wee look at the that that Scotland squad announcement and uh, some of the comings and goings from it. Um, if you are stumbling upon us for the first time, you may be interested to know that we have a Patreon site that you can support, uh, patreon.com slash Scottish Rugby Podcast. Um, you can head on over there for £3 a month. You can support the podcast and get exclusive content, including, I think, what is going to go down in history as a legendary hands in the ruck tonight. I've got a feeling. So... We were meant to have Ian on tonight as well, and those of you who are, have been fans of the pod for a long time know Ian is he's, he's verbose when it comes to his uh, rugby opinions, and sometimes he may use sweary words. Uh, yeah, have- can I just go out on a limb and say it's better for everyone that he's not here for this first yeah. bit? <laughs> first- <laughs> yes. I would sound yes. like Morse code by the time we were finished. <laughs> it's a valid point. So... Um, we will read. Ian has uh, kindly. He's not. Ian's not well. Uh, to be clear, we haven't banned him from tonight, but uh, <laughs> we we thought about it. But um, we've got a, a public statement from Ian to read out, similar to you know what's been going on in number ten throughout the day today. We've got a wee, a wee statement from Ian to read out. It's short and sweet, but to the point. Um, so yeah, but come on over to Patreon. You can come and support us with that. That'd be great. Otherwise, we will. We will just crack on with the uh, the major news. Um, the Scotland squad was announced this week, uh, week Craig. Um, big news, obviously, is that Richie Gray is in the squad. Big um, news. Huge big news. news. Huge news. Some of, so, before we get on to the, the obvious huge news... Richie Gray being announced in the squad is ridiculous. Can we can we all just address that for a second? What what's going on there? Um <laughs> Johnny, you're you're laughing more than Craig. What what what's going on there? Is Sam Skinner in the back row because there's too many injuries in the back row, so we're short of second rows? Well, I know I, I But then Josh play- Bayless is in as well. Yeah, Bayless is there. Glenn Young is, um, is, is, I believe, about to, his partner is about to or has just had a baby. So I think he's been stood down mainly for that, I hope. Um, but yeah, we, uh, hope we, we hope that about some other people as well, though. Well, <laughs> we can come to that in a minute. We that's can come that's to that not how minute. our management work, Craig. You don't get stood <laughs> no. down. You don't get parental leave in Scottish rugby. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so that's that's the inter- the problem you have is that we seem to be we seem to be discussing um players being included on form and <laughs> we have had the form word has been used three or four times by our our, our exalted leader um and unfortunately uh I may be watching the wrong rugby teams or the wrong rugby TV or something because there are, you know, bearing in mind number 10, we can discuss number 10 very, very soon, but there are a few players in there that I'm kind of looking at. And and we said just, John and I were talking just at the beginning and, and, and before anyone said, because I, I obviously the aging Australian um, is, is not my, 
most not the player that I expect. Uh, well, no, let me take that back. I wasn't keen on him being included in the squad, but if there's anyone going to be included in the squad because of their form, it's Jack Dempsey. Um, and he has obviously committed himself to Scotland. He's, he's, he's you know, because he's obviously needing the cash, and he's decided that he's going to, uh, <laughs> um, that he's he's going to. Oh, I'm, oh yeah, of course I'm Scotland. I, I, I originally was Scottish, but you know, I just the, the Australians dazzled me with cash. No, you're full of crap. Okay. Anyway, um, uh, John, uh, but, John, yeah. can you remember any players recently who uh, got a Scotland cap and then the day after they were qualified for Scotland ran off down to Worcester and bankrupted a team and then. And didn't come back until until they have been begging for money again. Yeah, I, I'm I sure there's one. It's just on the tip what, of my thumb. Yeah, I can't look I, I don't it know. Is. I don't know. He's, oh, he's a yes. bit part player, really. He's, he's kind but of a, he, a bit by average, really. Let's just let's just say the second highest <sighs> Edinburgh try scorer and helped his team win at the weekend. That's a different story, though, isn't it, Johnny? Well, uh, well, <laughs> You were playing a very average side after all, so, you know, let's... Oh, yeah, because every time Edinburgh wins, they're playing a Mickey Mouse or an average side. Like, I think... think what? Is I that Benetton find... that absolutely... That, that scudded Glasgow, by the way? I think you'll find consistently, I've said Benetton or an average side across the piece to my detriment <laughs> a number of times on this podcast. I, I, I was amazed, Craig, when we were talking about whether we are going to pod tonight or last night, and you were given the opportunity to do it last night with no John and talk about Edinburgh spanking Benetton, you didn't take that <laughs> so this, is, this is all on you. Says, no, 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 says, I, wanted, I wanted John here, thank you very much. <laughs> I want him to know it was me. <laughs> uh, speaking of 10 spots, you've obviously identified the correct reason that Ian's not here tonight, because obviously he now owes me money for the, the bet we put on live <laughs> I, in the podcast. I thought you were going to say he's Prime Minister. <laughs> I mean, anything can happen. Like we've been on air ten minutes. I don't know what cataclysmic events have taken place by this point, but yeah, Ian Ian now owes me money, so I believe he's now in the poor house working off uh, those hours to get that ten spot over to me for me to then lump it on Blair Kinghorn to be a player of the series for the Open Internationals uh, with a massive returns. <laughs> oh, do you want to take that bet, Craig? Fine, double or quits, yeah. Oh, hang on a minute. I didn't I didn't start off with one or not. I'm just taking 10 spot. That'll be it. I'll give you a 10 spot. Right. You know. Tedder on Blair Kinghorn to be player of the match in any of the Autumn Internationals. There you go. Yeah, bang on. Yo, right. There you go. Sorted. Why do you always come out here and bet? This is ridiculous. Uh, let's stay. Uh, let's bet responsibly, please. Yeah, exactly. When, yeah, when yeah. the fun stops, or, stop, please. Or if you're a gambling company, give me a phone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, so there's there's a few interesting ones. Well, let's just go through the squads. Uh, front to, do you want to do forwards or backs, uh, Craig? Oh come on, you've asked the wrong person. That yeah, that's. I, I was just I was seeing if you if a leopard could change, but you can't. Yeah, it's a forwards. It's a forwards, right? Okay, so we have Ewan Ashman, Josh Bayliss, Jimmy Batty, Dave Cherry, Andy Christie, Luke Crosby, Scott Cummings, Jack Dempsey. Matt Fagerson, Xander Fagerson, Grant Gilchrist, Johnny Gray, Richie Gray, Nick Haring, WP Nell, Jamie Ritchie, Pierre Schumann, Sam Skinner, Rory Sutherland, George Turner, Murphy Walker, and Hamish Watson. So, Craig, you're the forward expert here. Talk us through what what are the what are the surprises in that forward pack? What are the the ones that you're you're most pleased to see? 
Um, surprises, um, I would say probably. Um, well, you see, there's not really a lot of surprises there for me. It's a fairly, you know, we, we've talked about Murphy Walker and, and what, what we're expecting to see with Murphy Walker coming through um, and being able to play both sides. So, again, with Tooney sort of being able to have utility players, uh, someone who plays both sides of the scrum is worth its weight in gold. So it'd be nice to see if Murphy Walker gets a cap. Um, there's no real surprise. I think Nick Haining, I guess, was was my um, my surprise. Um, okay, um, he's, uh, he's he's an Edinburgh stalwart now, and, and he's a he's a fantastic player. But I actually thought you would see him be sat down for Magnus Bradbury, of all people. Um, and I know you all have your opinions on that one. So uh, for me, Nick Haining was, I guess, is more of the surprise than anything. Um, people being included, as I say, I've said Murphy Walker, I'm pleased to see him. Um, WP Nell, I'm glad to see him him still coming through. He had a phenomenal game on, um, uh, on Saturday night. Um, again, and a, a no matter how much I, I blether on about Jack Dempsey being ageing and, and, and a turncoat to Australia, it's good to see he has been playing incredibly well. So it's, it's, it's good to see him getting his opportunity and we'll soon wait and see what happens. And then obviously um, Ewan Ashman, um, a, a, a superstar hooker um, in the making. And I think I've been watching him quite closely at Sale and he's now... At a point where he's been, he's he's number one choice at sale, whereas he was coming up to Glasgow on a loan, um, uh, about a year ago, well, less than a year ago. So it, it really is um, good to see him coming back through on a rich vein of, um, of uh, form. That that loan was the most ill-fated thing in the world, Johnny. Like it, <laughs> yeah. it lasted slightly less than Liz Truss, but not much. <laughs> And, and, and fairness, and, like, like all good rugby players, he was up here long enough to get his bag full of stash. And, <laughs> and like, fair play to him. That's what that, let's be honest, that's what we all want to do. So, yeah, totally. There's now rumours of him. There is rumours that he might be heading to Edinburgh at the end of the season, which I can only yeah, imagine yeah. Will, will make the Scotston massive, absolutely raging. If that do you know what he'll get out of that, though? Another bag of stash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not as good stash because it will have no. it'll have a slight. Well, I was about to say, I was going to say, you'd have a better stash than the, no, a lot better was, stash was, than the Glasgow weed stuff. I was about to badmouth the Edinburgh training kit with the like map of the city streets on it, and then I remembered that ours looks like one of those old highlighters you used to get that had different colours yeah. on it, different sides of a triangle. The, the went for if a very particular kit is blogging. They went for a particular pattern where, like, so Edinburgh's home kit looks like it was designed by a child in a classroom in the 90s. Our training kit looks like it is in the 90s getting highlighted. And and, and everything else is just much of muchness. So I, I, I genuinely would still think ours is better. But, you know, that's I, I the beholder. Come on. Yeah, I, how, how am I, I going to expect you to turn and go, oh, yeah, the Edinburgh stash is far nicer than Glasgow? Edinburgh have had some nice stuff, um, and I have I said that, that as well. Like, let's, this let's year's not be... training kits, both ends of the road are absolutely boffing. <laughs> and while, while we're on kit, by the way, we obviously we've talked about the Glasgow away kit, but see those team announcements like, someone somewhere, oh. the accessibility, like, someone somewhere is failing 
a lot of like jurisdiction here of of actually just getting this right. It's it's awful. Why the, why yeah. why go back to do a video if it's that bad? No, do a video. no, 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 no. On the subject of videos, have you seen the uh, the Scotston safety video, which is obviously a favourite of mine? So famously, a few years back, Brian Aloanisi, formerly of the Scotston Parish, done the best Scotston safety video of all time, where he looked absolutely disinterested, but also had a high vis vest on. It was magnificent. YouTube it if you're if you've not seen it. We've now got Ross Thompson and Ollie Smith doing it, and it is as bad as you would imagine. Um, it is it is magnificently bad. So worth a check out as well. So if you're over at Scottsdale and you happen to see that, um, yeah, give give them a big cheer because um, it is terrible. Um, Johnny, for you forwards, I know this isn't your uh, subject matter, but there seems like there's a couple of names in there. Obviously, we'll talk. We'll, we'll Separate Jack Dempsey from the discussion just now because I really want to gloat about the fact I won a tenner from Ian about that. <laughs> but like guys like WPNL, like so, is this the end of the I'm not an international player, Sebastian uh, experiment? Is this the end of Simon Bergen? I really was never an international rugby player. Um, right, first things first. I am a forward trapped in a small cowardly back's body, so let's get that out of the way to begin with. Um, <laughs> WP Nello's 37 years old so if it is the end of the Sebastian experiment or it's the end of Simon Bergen's time in the front row for Scotland there needs to be somebody else because we can't just keep phoning WP Nell. <laughs> we can't like there there needs to be an option coming through um, I, I don't know I'd like I've been very clear for a very long time about the fact that I love WP Nell more than life itself, but I do not understand why he's in that squad. (laughs) (laughs) Given that... I know know exactly why he's in the squad. Well, but see, this is the thing. Given all of the, or not all of the, but a a selection of the other squad choices that have been made, I don't think anyone's making a serious case that we're attempting to win these games. So... Why are we why are we putting WPL through four of these games? Like bring bring in Javin Sebastian or Ollie Kebble or Murray McCallum or somebody. Why are you making a 37-year-old prop play four games that we're not going to win because you've left all the best players at home? I don't understand. Yeah, we've got a shout of hashtag justice for Javin here <laughs> uh, from Harley. Um of course Harley I mean- says that. I mean, this is justice for Javin. This, this is exactly where Javin's meant to be. Not in a Scotland squad. I'm I'm a very happy bunny right now. Uh, <laughs> Stephen no, Wolton could reset his how long until Javin becomes Welsh again, can't I? Exactly, yeah, 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 exactly. That'd be really useful for him. Um, yeah, I mean, the WPNL one's a really interesting one. Obviously, there's... Yeah, it, it goes again to show the... Um, the poor state we're in at Tighthead in Scottish rugby, that 37-year-old Nell is one of the top three picks. That's a subject we'll come back to a few times because it seems yeah, like there's three, three people for every position, eh? You, you can't you can't say it's, it's a poor decision to have WP Nell in the squad when at the weekend he's ripping it up against, and a, you know, everybody, we all joke about it, but... Bennett and have their heads screwed on when it comes to forward play 
and they've got a, a, a great first um, first pick forward. Once once they start bringing on people off the bench, then that's a different story. But um, you know, EPL is still can out um, out scrummage anyone on the park. I would, you know, yeah. he's a phenomenal scrummager. And for someone, if we're under pressure, because obviously you're going to have Xander starting, are you not, um, on the tight head? So, uh, or you're going to have Murphy Walker in it, having a, you know, WP on the, you know, starting and then uh, um, Murphy Walker on, on on the bench. But, you know, he is an, an incredibly strong scrummager. He's great at set piece. He knows his job. He knows what he's there to do. And he scored a cheeky wee try at the weekend as well. So, you know, he is, I, I still believe he has abilities there that are keeping him in the Scotland squad. However, yeah, uh, but the thing is, like, we, we know that. He knows that. We've all known it for, for a really long time. He is, we can't, you can't get away from the fact that he is 37 years old. And so I don't understand what anybody gains from him playing four games in the autumn. No, and I and, and I, I agree, and and the the one person I suppose that I I feel is missing, um, apart from Javan Sebastian, is Murray McCallum because I do and and okay, fair enough, he was on the pod last week and 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 you know he's going through a difficult time. I'm not talking about him in um in that uh, way of oh, aren't we feeling sorry for Murray? That's absolutely nothing to do with that. His performance and his form for Roosters up until the point that Roosters went, uh, went down the pan um, was was very, very good. He's in the he's he's in the form of his life. He's, he's looking fit. He's looking hungry. So why are we not looking at him? Or what? But, well, it's well, too speak, so, so that's speak, really speak, not. Speaking of form, speaking of form at the front, in front row, Darcy Ray is another who is tearing it up at Bath. Yeah, he's doing well. Yeah, yeah, an option. Yeah. And, and yeah, you want you want to talk about form? Magnus Bradbury has had two Player of the Match awards in four games in the Premiership. Why is he yeah, in yeah. squad? Yeah, Dylan that's what I was saying. Absolutely key to the Sharks. He was he was one RC. of the main pieces that absolutely took Glasgow apart on Saturday. Why is he not in the squad? Because this is a squad that's allegedly picked on form. So why are two of the most form back rowers in the entire of club rugby not in the squad? Mm. Rory Hutchinson is another that's come in and a shout from Josh Smith yep. there. Uh, Rory Hutchinson's been tearing it up. Form, I, th- I think the F word might get used a lot tonight, and I'm not entirely <laughs> <convinced>. uh, <laughs> Um Craig, do you know WP uh, got himself, so WP uh, with his try at the weekend, has joined the Echons of Edinburgh Rugby. And that he's now in the top ten try scorers in the Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> How it's ridiculous just, is that? <laughs> by the way, but that's the thing, though, and 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 you know, I think for me, it's choosing our words a little bit more carefully because really, for someone who has performed as well as he had for as long as he had for Ed, for Edinburgh Rugby, um, it's not surprising. Um, he is an absolute stalwart of Edinburgh. Um, he is obviously now. Well, if you look what that's at now, he's on 48 caps. He's got two more caps to go over the autumn series to get to his 50th. You know, he's absolutely fantastic. And I'm really, really pleased for him. He he deserves it for the amount of work he does at Edinburgh. I I think it's one of those ones we actually were... I agree with you. We are... Obviously, there's elements of joking in what we're saying. 
I think it's important to note the difference. WP Nell, when he came in to Scottish rugby and the difference he made when he when he qualified on residency 2015, the immediate impact he had in Scottish rugby, like the, the difference at Tighthead was astronomical. And we we've taken that for granted in some ways. Obviously, Xander Fagerson coming through has usurped him as the starter. But, you know, it's often been said, Nell, Nell is one of the, the most technically gifted scrummagers at Tighthead, you'll see. Mm. And he doesn't have, I mean, he's a big boy. We've seen, we've all seen the pictures of him eating ribs, right? He's a big boy. He can put them away. But power bellies are in. Power, power bellies, bellies are in. <laughs> I, I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. That's why I keep my camera this level. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's he's never been the most powerful man, but he is very, very technically gifted, and he knows what he's doing in the scrimmage. And um, the 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 having him around a guy like Murphy Walker, having him around. To go, do you know what? What would you do in this situation? What? What? And actually, it's a, it's for me. There's lots of things I question about this squad, but actually, there's no there's no size limit on the squad. Why have we not just got every prop that's available to us who could be around WP Nell learning how to scrimmage yeah. in camp with him? Going right, what would you do? Literally, a scrum coach. Imagine having one of those, eh? Um, whereas the Villiers. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I think I think I think that one of the, one of the people that's making the same sort of difference, uh, and unfortunately, it's another countryman of WP now. But Pierre Schumann's doing exactly the same thing on the loose end, yeah, yeah. and 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 you know, to the point of, um, you could see him holding um, Rory Sutherland out the squad on game day, and you could I I could pretty much put my hand up and say. He's in a shout for for the next Lions tour currently on his form, um, and I think I think that's you know we've 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 worked well with um, Al Dickinson and uh, the the most beautiful man in the world, um, Alan Dell at, at Loosehead, and now we've got a player who is an absolute monster everywhere on the park in Schumann as well. And and it shows that someone who could probably light a fire between their thighs as they run through the park um, can also play around the park as well as just in the scrum in the scrum and in the liner. Yeah, let, let's be honest, right? So Schumann is an astronomical upgrade on Allendale. Like it's it, ridiculous how much of an upgrade. I mean, not he's almost not, as pretty. Almost, yes, he's getting he's there. Actually he's actually not there. far off, to be fair. Yeah, they're but they are both very, very pretty men. But Allendale, the lesser spotted Allendale, as he'll soon be known in Glasgow, because uh, he's out till the new year with a calf injury minimum. So I'm fairly sure we might never see the 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 lion signing Allendale that we were sold as a massive recruitment thing for Glasgow. I think he'll probably play four games for Glasgow, uh, and then he'll head on his way. But um, yeah, it's Schumann's, Schumann's a huge, huge man and a huge sign-in. And it goes back to that argument that, you know, obviously everyone watching this will be like, well, we're now talking about, two, we've talked about two South African props. Mm. Alan Dale technically is a third South African prop. Mm. Um, why why are we not producing props? And, and And my argument would be we do produce props, but there needs to be 
that level of intensity, and maybe we'll touch on the URC in due course, but that level of intensity, that level of strength conditioning, the things these guys bring to the table, they, they don't, we don't breed props like that in Scotland at the moment. And the fact we have got guys like Schumann, guys like Nell, guys like Cable, you know, I know he's not in the squad, but you know, he's, he's a massive, massive player. We should be really pleased that we've, we've secured these guys for Scotland. And I know that really sticks in the craw of why don't we give the Scottish boys, these are Scottish boys, they're qualified. Hey, <laughs> and that's the that's the argument we'll come to with the aging Aussie in a second. Um, but um, it, it, you know, in terms of in other forwards, um, Johnny, I mean, most there was a couple of rumours going round about a couple of potential forwards kind of coming in. Um, we've lost a lot of depth at seven, given that Rory Darge went down obviously a almost season-ending injury, and then Tom Gordon at the weekend went down in what was an attritional affair for Glasgow. Um, so we've got Hamish Watson, and we've got a couple other kind of kid-on sevens in there, but do you see that being an issue in the, the autumn? Potentially. Like, the, the big thing is having Jamie Ritchie back. Because... Um, Jamie Ritchie over the ball is phenomenal. And he him being captain, I think, will just bring another whole level to his game. He's got he's got a kind of nastiness that a lot of um Scottish forwards haven't necessarily had. So him being back, getting Sam Skinner in there, getting the two Fagersons in there, but there is a bit of like snarl now about the Scotland pack that we've not really had before. Um, it is a it is an issue. I think maybe that we are a bit short. It is nice to see Andy Christie in as well, though. Um, I I think, I, I think Andy Christie will get game time this this. I think in, he's he's probably as key to defence in the forwards as Chris Harris is in the backs. Like Andy Christie, Andy Christie without the ball is phenomenal. Like his tackle technique is ridiculous. His work rate is unbelievable. In the summer in Australia, the difference when he came on was just like, you know, his he chops everything down, his tackles are incredible, he gets up, he gets over the ball, he creates opportunities for the other backs. Um, yeah, I think when we've not got the ball, having having him in the team is massive. Yeah, I think that's a fair, fair shout. And it'll be interesting. Again, I think he's one of these players that some players take time to introduce themselves in international rugby. Rory Darge was not one of those. He just hit the scene and went, Do you know what? I am kinda yeah. I'm happy at this level. Let's go. Other guys, you know, I always always refer back to Duncan Taylor, Hugh Jones as well, were were two players that, you know, really didn't hit their stride initially and then took off and had decent careers in Hugh Jones's case, very good careers in Duncan Taylor's case. Um, Craig, let's let's cut right to the chase then. You've you've been vocal regarding a certain person's qualification for Scotland and him being part of our team now. Um, is Jack Dempsey our starting number eight now? Um, well, just funnily enough, we're just you were just been talking about um, us maybe being a little bit light at seven. Um, what you will find, or you probably will find, is that we've got 
you know, I think um, Trini's kind of going down the route of uh, the, the hybrid six. So a six that will play second row as well as uh, as well as six. Although, and this is the question, and this is the discussion to have, um, out of the, the current bin fire that is Glasgow at the moment, one of the most uh, one of the most high performing parts of the game is Xander is uh, is uh, Matt Fagerson at six, Rory Dards at seven, and and um, am I right in saying and uh, Dempsey at eight? So I mean, like I think that, that would be our first choice bit, back row. I think bin fires a bit extreme there, but it's yeah, a bin fire I, now, like. <laughs> 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 well, it's a bit of fire at this moment in time in South yeah, Africa. Yeah, yes. Okay. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm maybe being a bit. Um, no, I'm not. I don't care. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting one. I think I think you know moving bringing Matt Fagerson uh, into six is quite an interesting move, and it should be quite uh, it should be quite interesting. So there is the, I can see where the, you know Sam Skinner at six again. Um, you've got, you know, Heenan could be at eight. You could have Skinner at six. You could have Matt Fagerson at eight, uh, at six. Although I, I, I do believe in Matt Fagerson. It's taken time for people to start to understand what Matt Fagerson's about. Um, and, and you know, a lot was made about him and Bradbury, etc. But I thought they complemented each other quite well at eight. And, and, they're, and they're truly, for me, they're truly eights. Um, they're not they're, they're not sixes or sevens, but um, Matt can play up there, and he and he has been playing quite well. The aging Australian, I would say, is his form has been fantastic. So of course, there's he's going to have this opportunity, and he did come out and say that you know he's committed to Scotland and he's this and that and the other. So you know, you like everything, you've got to give a person a chance. Um, so uh, I will, uh, I will, I will give him his chance. But you know, I think it'll be interesting. I think I, 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 my only issue is his temperament and his his defence. Um, and when I say defence, I'm not talking about how hard he hits, etc. But he does come out of the out of the line quite a lot to try and smash people. It sometimes does. it works, sometimes it doesn't. It so he does, does have a bit of the neck gags about him when it comes to sometimes his defence is a bit jumpy. Yeah, um, so um, if we can if we can temper that a little bit without knocking the corners off them, I think we've we've got a good eight there. You know, I I think I think we've got uh, an Australian <laughs> test eight who was um, in a uh, back row. Ah, oh, that's magnificent, by the way. Which aging eight in fantastic form are you talking about? Dempsey or Haining? Yeah, br- brutal there from Magnus. Well done. Um, the thing is, we've got an eight. We've got. Uh, I think. Am I right in saying though that Haining hasn't actually played for Australia? All right. Uh, well, that's a technicality. I mean, That's a technicality. Okay. I think you'll find Stand he's played for Australia at some level, Craig. Yes. Oh, okay, yes. right. Okay, okay. He okay. certainly played played for Australia. I believe he's played against the British and Irish Lions. So you know, call, well, so call that what it is. Yeah. Okay. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. Who? So hard, sorry. Who? <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, Didn't Jim you, Hamilton play against the British and Irish Lions. Probably. Though, so. Yeah. Most. Yeah. The, pro- the problem you've got, right? So you've got. Jack Dempsey, who has was in an Australian back row with Michael Hooper uh, and David Pocock. <laughs> like we're not talking about rubbish back rows here. He not was for very picked, long, picked, nah, 
Lewis, why are you sitting there for enough time? Um, you are cruising, by the way. <laughs> you're cruising You've just been get... sat down about Nick Haring and you still can't help yourself. Uh, you're you're oh, no, cruising, you're going to sit down again. Well, I'm just getting um, everything. I'm getting all the, all the lines in first before we start some of it. It's beautiful. Kingdom. When he gets played player of the match in the first week and you're like, oh, Jack Dempsey's the best thing ever in Scottish rugby. I've never seen that, edit, bro. I've, I've said. <laughs> What I have said is he's got his own very, very good form and he's playing well. So of you've, you've done very be, well. I'm being I'm trying to be good. Matt Fagerson has barely played eight for Glasgow since Jack Dempsey's joined. So the game he played the other week there at eight was one of the first games he'd played at eight since Dempsey uh, joined Glasgow. I think I think Fagerson probably rightly or wrong, he'll he'll like it'll obviously be a huge challenge for him to be like, you know. Fakerson's been a bit of the incumbent at eight, and it will be a massive challenge for him to kind of say, you know what, Jack Dempsey, no, no, you're not taking my Scotland shirt as well, pal. Um, do you think Jinky's got that, Johnny, or do you, do you think Dempsey's going to walk in that shirt? I think Dempsey's going to have to prove himself more at Scotland than he, than he has to at Glasgow. I think including him, including him in the squad is one thing, and, you know, Craig's right, his form has been incredible. He was the one bright spot, basically, for Glasgow last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he has been really, really, really good. Um, but putting him in the squad is one thing. Dropping him straight into the starting lineup when Matt Fagerson has played really well at eight for Scotland, yeah. let's be honest, is uh, is a little bit different. I think I think if Haining wants... Uh, Dempsey, I'm getting my aged Australians mixed up. If Dempsey <laughs> wants that shirt... He's going to have to come and get it. Yeah, I, th- I think um, Matt Fagerson deserves a chance to hold on to it. Yeah, we'll see how they go in training in due course, and obviously, but let's let's be honest, we'll probably not um, believe anything that comes out of the Scotland camp over the, the next wee while. Um, and with that, shall we move swiftly on to the the the, the true talent in the squad, Craig? We'll move on to the backs <laughs> and uh, talk about some of the... So you'll be delighted, of course, Craig. You've got um, Damien Hoyland's in there. Uh, Mark Bennett is looking... You know, he's a, a great option for 13. You've got all, all your usual Edinburgh boys are in there. Um, jo, jo, <laughs> is there anyone... Strange, you I'm worried about Zebri this weekend because we're kind of <laughs> Oh, don't. Well, at least you're not in a foreign country with a gastroenteritis uh, going on. <laughs> like, yeah, you se- didn't get a dodgy barai, my bro. Yeah, se- 17 <laughs> boys are down with the Biltong flu. Uh, so like, let's not be having none of your excuses, bro. You've got, you've got debt. Um, okay. Right, let's, let's cut to the chase. Um Big news in the backs is obviously Stuart Hogg, as Johnny Johnny mentioned, Jamie Ritchie is captain for this squad. Stuart Hogg's been stripped to the captaincy. We all saw that coming, especially after his final press conference with a I'm glad I'm done with this, uh, which was, uh, you know, it was hardly like an end, end credit scene Marvel style spoiler, was it? It was like, <laughs> you know, really, Stuart, thanks for that, pal. We know what's happening here. But the big news, as uh, previewed by Tom English the night before, thank you, Tom. You didn't at all get uh, cause, cost me any sleep. Um, 
Finn Russell has been left out of the squad, and I reiterate, he has been left out uh, for reasons of not for babies being born or anything else. He's been left out for, I quote, form. Uh, we're hoping he re- recaptures some form over the next few weeks. Um, so, problems at number 10, Craig. Um, Finn Russell's been left out of the squad. Your main man, Blair Kinghorn, is now the shoe-in for the 10 jersey, which, like it or loathe it, is the way Townsend's going. Um, what, what's your initial reaction to this? What, what's your feeling? Where do you stand on this? Um, it's difficult because there's two sides to it for me. Um, you look at, obviously, I, I looked at the, the Finn Russell, Blair Kinghorn sort of juxtaposition as a, they complement each other. They're a yin and yang at 10. If you're not getting anywhere with Finn Russell playing at 10 with his, with his movement, his kicking, etc., then you bring on Blair Kinghorn to attack the line. And that's what you do. Um, I, I, although, and it has been well documented on this podcast and from both John, well, everybody, Ian, John, Johnny, um, uh, Cami, all saying that Hastings should be in the squad. Hastings is the is, is one of the players that we should have in the squad. So we're, we're actually at a point where we've got Hastings, who is playing incredibly well at Gloucester, um, you've got Blair Kinghorn who's playing incredibly well at Edinburgh but funnily enough Finn Russell is playing incredibly well at Racing still so to the point of he's probably going to be going off to Japan with a multi-million pound deal um, to go and, uh, go and play out in Japan so I don't I don't get the comment of um, uh, he's not you know hopefully his form will come back to him um, I think this is all fallout from um, the, the the Six Nations and the wee to do that was that was had um, at the Six Nations. Why it's been focused on Finn Russell, I do not know because there were several players, including one captain who is in the squad, or one ex-captain who's in the squad. So I don't know. I really, honestly, don't know what's going on. What I will say, however. And there's an awful lot, and we'll maybe discuss this in Hands in the Ruck when we go into the Patreon side of things, but there's an awful lot of people that, right, well, that's us. There's no chance we're winning against the All Blacks now. Well, first things first, you have to believe that we've actually got a chance to beat the All Blacks when they come up to, up to Murrayfield. Second of all, Finn Russell isn't the only player that's going to help us win against the All Blacks. Um, Adam Hastings is perfectly capable of doing something like that. And also, um, Blair Kinghorn is perfectly capable of doing something, no matter what anybody says. And I will reiterate this once more. Finn uh, Finn Russell and Blair Kinghorn are two different types of player. Um, And so if you... you, Everyone who's saying, you know, oh, we're absolutely goose because Blair Kinghorn's going to get the 10. Well, first of all, you don't know if Blair Kinghorn's going to get the 10, Jesse. And second of all, he offers a, a totally different style of play in the 10, Jesse. But what the problem we have is with Blair is does Tooney actually get him? Does Tooney understand him? And we've talked well, that- about this when he was out in Argentina. 
that's what we were saying before we came on air, Craig, actually, that I, I was actually saying, do you know what, right, so the Finn Russell thing, I was, I'm absolutely gutted Finn Russell isn't the squad because I love watching yeah. him as a player. I think yeah. that Townsend, I'll come on to it in hands and rucks, but I think Townsend has absolutely mismanaged this so badly. I, I appreciate you only see certain parts of the story and you maybe yeah. favour your part of the story, but... I, I think it's been really badly managed, but hey, you know, that it is what it is. And I actually said to Craig beforehand, and you know, you you Edinburgh Kool-Aid drinkers can, you know, bank this one if he's want. But I'm really interested to see what we do with Blair Kinghorn over the autumn. Because this is if Townsend is now saying, I am not picking you for we're a year out from a World Cup, that is as close as you get to crunch time where you say, my playmaker, I need my playmaker to be doing this and that. If he's putting all his eggs in the Blair Kinghorn basket, which he might well do, I appreciate, Craig, he, he might go Adam Hastings. I don't think he will because he's shown in the past he's not exactly thrilled with Adam Hastings either. I think you'll find Blair Kinghorn will start 10 for as much of the autumn as, as is possible. And I'm really interested to see what Scotland do with Blair Kinghorn at 10 because... So far, we have shown nothing with him at 10 that is at all like getting out of a World Cup group. It's actually like it's not even competing in Six Nations stuff. It's we've not really harnessed him as a as a 10. And it's really up to the coaching team now to develop a game plan around Blair King on to say this is the type of play, but really looking at that direct play that he offers where he can go past the man and drop the offload. I mean, I think the centre partnership's really crucial to that as well because Blair Kinghorn really does thrive on having a centre that's going to sit on his shoulder and wait for that offload or get in, get in behind off the offload. The other big conundrum that comes out of this uh, and probably then speaks to you know one of you guys' favourites, Blair Kinghorn is not a goal kicker. And we don't have a goal kicker in the squad except George Horton. <laughs> Um, unless unless you're playing Adam Hastings, um, which, or Ross right. Thompson. Ross Thompson's a very good goal kicker, but... I've seen this chat, and I love George Horn, right? Me, yep. and, me and Craig are like on the verge of being banned from talking about George Horn. <laughs> no, you're not. Um, Ali Price is a test lion, right? Correct, yes. So is, so is Finn Russell. Yep. I like, I, I've, I have never said Blair Kinghorn is a bad player. I like Blair Kinghorn. I think he's a great player. I think he's a really, really good fullback. I think he's played really well at 10 for Edinburgh. Is he a good enough player that we take two test Lions out of our team to get him in? No, I'm sorry, but he's not. He's not. He's not. No, he's not. So I don't think we can sit down Ali Price to play George Horn so that there's a goal kicker because Blair Kinghorn's not a good enough goal kicker. Like that to me is, and like this is, this is what's kind of frustrating me about this is, do we really genuinely think that Gregor Townsend is going to go to a World Cup in a year without Finn Russell? Potential. This is. But this, but do you think so? Is, I I think I think the reference is that deep. Because if we, this is a shot of Percy's bows. It's an autumn but The thing is, I don't think Finn. I don't think Finn will react. I, I don't think well, he's going to react to that. And that is Finn's problem. But I'm Townsend not, not, is yeah. being really I'm, stupid to think that this is a good idea. But I'm not saying yeah. that Townsend, I'm not defending Townsend. 
And I'm not saying he's right to do it, but yeah. in his mind, is he thinking this is a shot across his bows? Because if he's done Maybe, it to yeah. Adam but Hastings, then... and Adam Hastings has gone off and done what he's done. The problem Adam right Hastings has done exactly what he was doing, though. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we'll I, come I back we, to that in due course. We all did shrug our, shrug our shoulders and go, what the hell? What, what the hell has Adam Hastings done to, to Tony? Yeah. But the, the, the big issue I have is the fact that he's telling Finn Russell that he needs to improve his form. And I'm sitting there along with you guys going, he needs to improve his form? Yeah. He's, really? he's, pick, he's picked a player that started three games in the Super 6 this year while Finn Russell's played in the top 14. Like, yeah. we yeah. all like the Super 6, but let's be serious. <laughs> and, the, and the thing I, is I, that, like, unless, unless we think he genuinely will go to a World Cup without Finn Russell and he's building everything around Blair Kinghorn and Blair Kinghorn is the 10 for the Six Nations in the World Cup, then what he's doing in autumn now has a serious knock-on effect for Ali Price, for Rory Hutchinson, for all the other centres in the squad because they're now... Hutchinson's not been picked. Hutchinson is one of the best centres in England. He's not been picked in the squad and probably because he doesn't fit with what he wants to do with Blair Kinghorn. We're talking about not starting Ali Price, who's a two-test lion, because it doesn't fit with what he's doing with Blair Kinghorn. Now, if this is if this is just an autumn test thing where he's going to put a shot across Finn's bows and, and play Blair Kinghorn, that means that players who we might rely on in the World Cup aren't going to get to play in four of the last games before the World Cup. And that's like... And I just... Why? Why are you doing that to your entire squad? Just to prove a point. Well, yeah, and 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 on that, I totally agree with you, Johnny. What I will say, in any, if if I'm if I'm trying to make sense of this and trying to say, right, well, obviously, let's let's think about a coach's thinking. Yeah. Uh, maybe a coach, a coach that's lost his marbles. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> to be, on, to be honest, Tuesday clock ticking, coach. Yeah. But it's it's it's, it's never a team announcement. With Tooney that we go, eh? There's always some eh in the team. There's always that. But um, what for me, uh, you know, what I'm excited about, and I, and and what if we are going to uh, usher in this uh, uh, the era of Kinghorn? Um, at ten, what I'm excited about. Forget about Ali Price. I think Ali Price. I think you're right with a with a test line, although. I was never really sold on him going into the Lions, but that's a different story altogether because we've covered that many, many times. Um, I would say that Cami Redpath inside Blair Kinghorn and either Mark Bennett or Chris Harris outside him, I think will be quite an interesting um, 10, 12, 13. Yeah. And and then you've got you've obviously got Big Dewey um, you've got Stuart Hogg, who'll be me, me, me. I want the ball, me, me. Um, and then, uh, you know, then we've got Darcy, to make Darcy sense. Then you've got Darcy as well. So, really, and I'm saying this if all the planets align, then that'll be a devastating backline. But, yeah, I, th- I think the thing is, you have to have all the planets so- align. I think we talked about this previously, Craig, with Redpath at 12, it takes the pressure off Kinghorn to distribute. And and Kinghorn's then able to play his natural game. And I think that's absolutely Redpath. Redpath from being a guy who's got a couple of, uh, has he got one Scotland cap or a couple of Scotland caps? I think he's the only play England. Because he got injured in that game. Yeah, he's he's got one Scotland. He has now become our absolute linchpin for a World Cup. 
if you look at Blair Kinghorn has been the t- the the ten in a World Cup. Cammy Redpath is now our most important player in the backs. Yeah, yeah. and that that to me is ridiculous. By the way, just yeah. as an aside, well, a year so out of the World Cup. Here's another thing. Do you, do you know who's a really, 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 really good distributor? Stop Sam me if Johnson. you've heard me mention this name before. Rory Hutchinson. Why is he? Uh, not yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the problem, the problem you have with Rory Hutchinson, and 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 the only thing I would say about Rory Hutchinson is he's he's there. He's probably three quarters on, and then he has an off game now and then. And I think it's just what because he is a like the way he runs is absolutely beautiful. He's he's got a a, a really nice gait to him. He, he he's he's, he's he, he looks like he's go he's going nowhere, but he's going at hundred mile an hour. He is an absolutely fantastic runner. Got beautiful hands on him. But there are there is the odd Northampton game that you go. He's had a rough one there, but I don't know if that's more Northampton, yeah, than, well, that's than, it, yeah. than, than Hutchie, you know. Um, name, name, so, name, a tw- name a Scottish 12 that's not had a rough game in the last five true. years, and absolutely, I can, too, yeah, yeah. I can, you know, and that's the thing, like, I think there is an element of we, we look at these players and we go, right, you've got this skill set. And that's because they're asked to do that skill set. And Rory Hutchinson has been cut loose in the Premiership. He is the absolute archetype of what we, as a Townsend playing team, would need at 12. We were our most successful with Pete Horn at 12, ball playing 12. Hutchinson is that. Redpath is that. I tell you who isn't that. Stafford McDowell. He is not a ball playing 12. He is, and it was interesting when I was reading the squad announcement, it was like, oh, Townsend really favours a crash ball 12. It's like, that shows to me no one actually knows what Townsend favours because that is a ridiculous statement. Sam Johnson, who is considered by some a crash ball 12, is not. He can play. He is a distributor. He has lovely hands, will always find his man moving forward. Watch, Watch Sam Johnson, like, I know you all go, oh, he's just he's just this, uh, you know, Johnny and Aussie that came over and got a game for Glasgow. He's a very good player, right? He's uh, a fantastic and, player. I love Sam and, and by the way, Bennett's a decent goal kicker. No, he's not. He's a good kicker <laughs> from distance, Josh Smith. Um, I, I, I've got to be honest, Josh, that I, even... That's I a ridiculous statement. I, I can't, <laughs> that's almost like me, that's almost like Liz Truss saying that uh, she's, uh, she's not for turning. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately, that's a statement that uh, <laughs> can't stand by. And I love Mark Bennett. And uh, you know, I Mark Bennett's a phenomenal player. I think he's got a great shout of being in the thirteen shirt. A decent really goal kicker he is not. So let's <laughs> let's let's put that to bed. So you know, it is that thing of: Are you trying to build a squad of individuals? Or are you trying to build a team? And if you're trying to build a team, like so, the other kicker in all this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Are you? Are you? Are you? T- are you telling me that Finn Russell's a, a team player? I, I think I was about to say the other kicker in this is that Finn Russell's been first choice kicker for Racing this year and is uh, on ninety six percent accuracy. So you um, know, and actually, I think I think Finn Russell is a team player for the players around him. Yes, I, I don't friends. think I I don't think he's necessarily a team player for. The coaching staff. He's definitely not a team player for the SRU, I'll tell you that much. 
Um, I, f- I can't imagine why that might be. I, like, there's some <laughs> something in my mind. Oh, don't, sticks. don't get me don't get me wrong. Listen, don't get me wrong. Uh, Finn Russell and his dad and all of that. He's had a tough time of it, and I'm not taking anything away from him on that one. I really am not. But I'm I'm sorry that Finn Russell and 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 I and I have to say this, and I'm sorry, Scotland fans, but you have been relying on someone giving you a piece of magic to win a game, and sometimes that magic doesn't come. And so, as as far as I'm concerned, you cannot. I might be completely wrong because I'm not in the Scotland team and they might turn around and say Finn is a phenomenal guy and he's this and he's that and the other. But the way he plays, it doesn't come across as a full team player. As, for example, you could imagine Chris Harris is someone who's invested in the team. That, so that, I, that, that said, it's a stupid statement, don't get me wrong. I'm, it's is, a stupid statement. I think there's many who'd, who would have agreed with you in that statement and that he has shown in the past that maybe perhaps not necessarily the team player, but look at the way he came on for the Lions in the third test. You know, he didn't need to necessarily be part of that squad. He had a, an injury that could have been sent him home. He wanted that cap. He came on. And he came on and he played a team player game and ran that show, but utilising everyone around him to the point where the whole of the British Isles were absolutely salivating over, who is this Finn Russell guy who can do this? And we were like, well, it's the Finn Russell we've had for quite a few years. I think there is an element of, I, I do get what you're saying, that he's got this reputation of being, he'll do what he wants and only what he wants, but you... Speak to the coaches that are not Gregor Townsend about him, and they generally have quite a good thing to say about him. You know, like certainly his coaches in France have all talked highly about his professionalism, the way he applies himself. He's one of the guys on the park afterwards, kicking, making sure he's doing the extras, which is not the typical view you get of Finn Russell, and certainly not the view he portrays in the press either. But he does the work and he does the prep work, and I think that's lost because it doesn't suit the narrative in Scotland because we are quite keen to and we've always been quite keen to pull down our playmakers we've always been quite keen to eviscerate our best players this is what we do in Scottish rugby so here we are again guys yay in 10 years time we'll be looking back and going oh I really wish we had Finn Russell playing 10 so um well, don't get me wrong I'm not pulling them down no, I, I'm not saying you're one of those and, guys, Craig. I'm not and, saying you're one you know, of those I'm guys. I'm not pulling them down because as far as I'm concerned, um, Finn Russell, um, along with Darcy Graham, um, are, uh, and you could maybe, no, I'm not going to put Duhan in there. Darcy Graham and Finn Russell are two world-class players yeah. that would go into a world-class <laughs> 15. And I will not, uh, I, I am absolutely not saying what, I, what I'm, more upset about, and we'll cover this in, 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 in Hands in the Rock, I'm more upset about the fact that um, people have gone nuts about Finn Russell not being there, and it's almost like the world is finished and we're all going to lose everything because Finn Russell's not there. And I think that's where I feel people need to just settle down a little bit and, and back the I'm not saying let's all love each other and back the team. What I'm trying to say is that we have more talent. <laughs> we, we, we have more talent in the team than just Finn Russell. I, th- I think we may find that we do lose everything, but 
it's not necessarily because Finn Russell's not there. It's because Townsend hasn't realised Finn Russell isn't there uh, and hasn't adjusted the game plan accordingly. And I do see us getting... I, I think we might find ourselves losing all four because of our game plan. And that's not... And I hope I've been very clear throughout this in Edinburgh fans. If I haven't been, please just let me know. I am not suggesting. Oh, they will. will. Yeah, they love that. I'm not suggesting in the slightest that uh, that I'm not criticizing Blair Kinghorn in the slightest here. I am interested to see what we do in the the autumn. I think it will be really interesting to see if the game plan evolves to match what Blair Kinghorn's skill set is because we have pinned very publicly, and Townsend had an out, and we'll come to that and answer the ruck as well. Townsend had an out, but no, he chose the he chose violence to use one of your terms, Johnny. Uh, in his press conference, he chose violence. He could have had the out of just saying Finn's got a baby coming. We're just going to look at other options in the autumn, and then obviously we'll integrate Finn into the squad when he's ready. Done. Like it's almost like I, I you know I don't work in public relations, but I can say that off the top of my head, and it's believable. No, we went with the absolute nonsense statement about form. So, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see how we go. We've got four tests, one of them out with the window. Um, Glasgow and Edinburgh are going to be absolutely eviscerated for those tests as well because we've got players um, kind of, you know, having a beat sent home from South Africa. You'll not really have anybody getting sent home from the dam, Craig, when you play that Diddy team uh Benetton. Uh, we're out in we're out in Italy, don't worry about it. Oh you said it oh he's in Italy. Yeah. Oh, oh so okay. So you got a wee bit of a jeopardy then yeah you should only win by I don't know fifty or so. <laughs> wait and see. I'm not I'm not saying anything against Sebri. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what, I, what I will say is that we what I will say is we haven't really discussed uh, the weekend at all. Um uh, and, okay. uh, how, uh shall no, we talk about the uh... No not not really, no, no. I mean like <laughs> um I think fundamentally we could probably say uh, use guys Edinburgh good, good, Glasgow good, good Edinburgh good against no Edinburgh good against a bang average side and Glasgow competitive nah, for ben, 40 I'm sorry Benetton are a good team ben, Benetton, have put, Benetton have put on good performances against a lot of very good teams this year that was that was a statement from Edinburgh um, but they've done well they've done well but let's Glasgow not Edinburgh still have the same record good. by the way Aye, exactly. Yeah, but were not I mean, good. like the sky is falling for Glasgow. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't feel like it's two teams with the same record. I think, I think it's, it's, it's a weird one because because Edinburgh Edinburgh lose and just lose. Whereas yeah. when Glasgow lose, they they like the first in losing. They're, they're number one in losing. <laughs> um, the thing they, is, they, like that that on Saturday wasn't much worse than I expected. No, it was predictable. Oh. Actually, the first half was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. yeah. To be fair. And the, and the thing is, like, you're talking about a team that brought Ox and Shea, Bongiong, Bernambi, Kalisi, and Mapimpi off the bench in the second Mapimpi. half. What, what, are you, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I looked at the Sharks team and I was like, oh, you know, apart apart from Etzebeth, 
that's and Fassi's back at fullback. I was like, that's not too bad a team. And then I got to the replacements, and I was like, oh, <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> Never mind. Exabeth was every part the Exabeth you thought he was going to be as well, wasn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah, he was, yeah as yeah, advertised. Yeah, awful. Yeah. awful. <laughs> and it just, it just. I think, I think, you know, fair play to Glasgow. They struck first, and they and they looked like they were they were going to be in the game. Um, and it, and it was mainly down to a mixture of injuries. Um, and the world class bench that came <laughs> that kind of ended it ended Glasgow. So I, I'm I'm being flippant when I, I when, I'm, when I'm I'm throwing off a, a bit of, a bit of shade on Glasgow. But um, unfortunately, um, Glasgow it's it's in Glasgow's uh, current DNA um, that they lose in the second half when they're away from home, and that, I, think- I don't know how they're going to. The only way they're going to change that is by winning once. And actually, yeah. when they win once away from home, I think you'll see a different Glasgow for the rest of the season. I think this week, and now I'm going to be really controversial here because you know I like to throw grenades at times. I think this weekend might be the making of this Glasgow side. I don't think they're going to win. I don't think they're going to be even close to winning, but I think the performance is going to be thus because there is going to be a scratch side that's out for Glasgow. We don't have the team at this point, if you're listening uh, tomorrow. Um, I think it's going to be a really, really scratched Glasgow side out there. And we've often seen with Glasgow, when they've had to put those teams out on occasion in European Cups or whatever, that the performance is re- it really transcends the players that are picked. And I think we might see something special on Saturday, we might get absolutely blitzed off the park, and you know that's fine because I think that's the position we're in. But I'm really, I, I just have a feeling that we might see something really incredible, and and who, that will really set again? the tone. Uh, the Lions. Lions. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that Lions Ulster game on Saturday was a riot. <laughs> what, a, what a great game of rugby! <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, so we'll we'll see how that goes. Obviously, yeah, big kudos to Edinburgh. Like I know I I I beat the Benetton drum. I don't think they are a great team. I I completely disagree with Johnny. I think they weren't a great team at the weekend. Edinburgh took their chances in a professional manner. But Benetton, I mean, eighteen penalties. That was ridiculous. You know, they they just let them into the game, and that 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 is Benetton have the potential to do that. So Edinburgh were very professional and done what they had to do, got a cricket score against them, which is great. Uh, and I very much enjoyed seeing Dewey get his try. I loved seeing Darcy Graham tearing it up, as always. But again, let's temper a wee bit of the, you know, not every... Leinster are never giving you 18 penalties. Let's put it that way, right? If you want to win this tournament, Leinster are not giving you 18 penalties. You're going to have to make your own points. Mm-hmm. It was nice to see though um, that that Edinburgh can also score tries in their forwards. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, we, definitely. We, we, they came out, and also um, that Sam Skinner uh, is not a natural winger, um, but <laughs> uh, but he got the try in and he was fine. But uh, it just he kind of looked a bit surprised when he got the ball and got over the line there. But that's his first for Edinburgh, so good on him. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm kind of I'm conflicted with Edinburgh because. I, I'm excited when they're on form and when they're firing, especially in a second half of a game. Um, they look really, really good. 
I thought at the beginning of the game, oh, we're in for a bit of a close one here because they they they, they didn't warm up. You know, they, they they came on and they were you know we were making a few mistakes and a few bits and pieces going on. But uh, actually, you know, um, I was pleased with the performance because Bennett and Ara are one of those teams that you'll trip up very very quickly against if you're not on 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 form. You know, if you're not ready to go. Well, but before we finish up tonight, obviously we've mentioned him previously, but I tell you who is a, a winger trapped in a forward's body. Thomas Me. Gordon. <laughs> what, what, what a finish for that first Glasgow try. Um, I mean, Johnny, it's the sort of, the stuff of nightmares from a fullback perspective. You're looking at a flanker rampaging down the park at you and then not just running over the top of you. No, no dropping a sidestep as well just to make sure that when you get a pint later on, he is all over your shoulders, absolutely knotting himself at you. Awful stuff. Yeah, he wouldn't be sidestepping me, I'll tell you that much, because I would be 15 would yards be. away screaming, you're man at the other <laughs> winger. <laughs> like, that, that's the only way I know how to deal with it. Absolutely. I, I think that, you know, I think the South African guys had taken your defensive structure at that point, so it's uh, <laughs> the way to go. Right. Um, can, can I say? Can I say one thing before we go away from the? I mean, uh, uh, before aye, we go, go away from go, the main go thing. Go for it. Go for it. Just uh, I forgot to mention this a couple of weeks ago, but uh, the the how we're playing South Hendrick, um, and there was a gentleman came up to me in the car park and checked in to see if I was how I was feeling because I wasn't very well, and I'm thinking. How did you know it wasn't very well? And he goes, "Oh, by the way, I love the pod." Ah. So uh, I, I didn't, I didn't get his name. Um, and so to whoever that was who listens to the pod, my apologies, I didn't get your name. But thank you very much for checking up on me. It was, I was wrapped up nice and warm, um, and we, we got to watch a really good game of rugby at South Hendrick. So, uh, but I just want to say thank you. That's that. That's so nice, and it is lovely. You know, we we love you guys uh, listening to the podcast, and it is that was me. Oh, two seconds, Craig. Two seconds. We'll find out who it was. Because he's not. He's I was going to say it says Facebook field. user. I'm not going to be. Able to call I know. Him Facebook I'm going to. I'm going to fix it. I'm just <laughs> quietly going to Facebook. Give us a sec. Give us a sec. Oh. Can I just say I'm glad that we're. Um... Saving the women's game for the Patreon half because I cannot talk about that without. Oh yeah, no, that that is right Patreon there. content only. Yeah, <laughs> uh, if you want to come and join us for the Patreon, please do. Um, there might be mention of the women's game. Um, where 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 is he? Scottish rugby. Sorry, this is very unprofessional, but I'm just. <laughs> yeah, this is this is just great content. This is just great content, but uh, yeah, no, I can't find it. No, you'll have to identify yourself. Write your name in the chat. Write your name. Yeah, just write your name. So you come up as Facebook user, so you need to not write your name in the chat. Anywho, that has been an hour and ten for our wonderful, wonderful freemium content. If you want to come and join us for the pod uh, for the um Patreon stuff, please do. Otherwise, we are going to say goodnight and we're going to head off and we're going to do a lot of swearing about a variety of stuff. Another beer. I'm I'm going to go I'm going to go to the toilets and have a piddle, and then I'm going to get some more beers, and then it is going to get real in this house. So if you want to come be part of that, come join us, John McLean, Craig. Thank you, John. Is that, is that not the guy from Die Hard? That's um, Yippee Kaye, yeah. Mother Bucket. Yippee Kaye, <laughs> Mother Bucket. Thank you, John. It's great to hear a fan of the pod. Um, is it not McCain? Is it not John McCain in Die Hard? No, it's John, Mc, it's John McLean. McLean. Oh, it's John McLean. McLean. 
Is this the next post to get watched? I heard again. I've not yeah, watched it for several months. Yeah. No, it's the time. It's, it's last Christmas, actually. I've watched it for about three weeks. Let's go. It's not Christmas tonight, Nakatomi Plaza. Right. Correct. Okay. Right. Well, good night to all those in Nakatomi Plaza. Good night, John McLean. Thank you for your support of the podcast. Thanks, John. Good night to everyone that's joined us tonight. We've had a wonderful turnout on the live pod. You guys have been amazing. Um, we will see you over on the Patreon content in just a second. It is goodbye from me. Goodbye from Craig. Craig, there we go. Bye. And Johnny.